how to start. Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're modern. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Welcome to Creative Principles. I'm your host, Brock Swinson. In this podcast interview series, I'll be speaking with writers, directors, actors, musicians, chefs, and various other types of creatives as we bridge the gap between creativity and productivity. Here we'll be discussing the habits, routines, and lessons that help promote a successful creative life. If this is your first time listening, make sure to subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. Jed Mercurio worked as a hospital doctor for three years before he joined the Royal Air Force and learned flying training as well as aviation medicine. He was originally hired as a script consultant before he was asked to write episodes of television on his own. Credits include Cardiac Arrest, Bodies, Line of Duty, and now Bodyguard. In his latest series, a six-episode mini-drama, Richard Madden from Game of Thrones stars as David Budd, a specialist in the protection branch of London's Metropolitan Police Service, somewhat like Secret Service, assigned to protect the ambitious Home Secretary, Julie Montag, portrayed by Keeley Halls. In this exclusive interview, the screenwriter discusses his journey from medicine to screenwriting, why he originally chose to write under a pseudonym, how to write a real-world political drama, and the difference between American and English political dramas. If you enjoyed this series, make sure to subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud, and check out our new mini-doc series on YouTube, also called Creative Principles. A bit of a twist of fate, really. I um, saw an ad in the British Medical Journal, and a TV production company were developing a medical drama and wanted to contact uh, possible advisors. Uh, so I ended up meeting with them and advising on the show, and uh, it was kind of a process where they, they started to swing towards the kinds of storylines that I was suggesting and away from the things they'd originally planned, and then they, they took a chance on asking me to, to try writing an episode. So I, I, I wrote a, an episode of the, the show, and they liked it, and it kind of took off from that. Did you kind of gradually learn how to craft a screenplay, or did you go back and read some books or talk to a mentor? What was kind of your your first lessons there? Um, it was firstly just learning by apprenticeship, but I was lucky enough to be working with people who were very experienced in TV, and so they gave me a lot of guidance. And then um, when the first season of the show finished um, and – um, we got a second season and I was going to be involved in writing that. That's when um, I decided to dive into doing some courses. So I, I attended some screenwriting weekends in London and uh, read some books, and, and I, I found that very valuable. Mm -hmm. What was kind of – you had several series you've worked on. Um, but what was the initial idea for The Bodyguard? How did this series come about? Originally, it was to set something in the political precinct. Um, we were talking to the BBC about developing a new 
uh, thriller series uh, to play on BBC One because at that time my other show, Line of Duty, was playing on BBC Two. And I suggested maybe a political thriller, and they liked that as a um, as an arena because there wasn't much out there like that over here in the UK. We haven't had a prime time political thriller for a long time. So um, from that point forward, it was about developing a way into the story where there was a political setting, uh, but it functioned principally as a thriller, and and that led to the idea of uh, building the story round the protection officer. Mm-hmm. And a political thriller, were you kind of avoiding, you know, current topics? Like what is the kind of setting or fictional setting for the story? It's set in something that is a, um, a, a believable um, version of things which exist in reality. So um, the political party that is named, the, the political officers, those are all things which exist in the real world. And there are many kind of real-world correlates of the, the interpersonal political dynamics of the politicians featured in the series. Um, but it's not attempting to be topical uh, and, and to relate to any specific current events. I think that's very difficult to achieve because the uh, events move very quickly in the world of politics and things can change drastically before your show goes to air. So we avoided uh, dealing with things other than issues of national security, which we thought would um, be pretty stable events. Mm-hmm. And there, there are several political dramas like in the American audience, so we're a little more familiar with it. Were there some examples of shows, movies, or books you kind of look to to set up your theme and threads for the series? Um, actually, no. I um, I'm familiar with the, with some of the political dramas on on US TV, and they focus, to my mind, quite a lot on the. Um, the the rivalries between political figures, whereas the decision we made with Bodyguard was to tell the story from the viewpoint of the um, the police protection officer. So it it was kind of a uh, a blend of the cop show and the political thriller. Um, how would you describe this show? Is it you kind of write it with a slow burn to kind of uh, unravel some action? Like, how do you see um, the scenes and the tension? How do you write tension and build those scenes up? Uh, it, it varies. Uh, in in the opening episode, we we launch with uh, a twenty twenty five minute um, sequence set on a, a moving train where there's a, a potential suicide bomber. Uh, and, and that ends up being quite a kinetic opening to the show. It's, it, it feels like it's very fast-paced and carries us right through the, the, the first third of the episode. Um, and then when it comes to, to building the relationships and the tensions, it it's it, kind of quick and then slow, that, that the action sequences tend to go at, a, at, at pace, but the intrigue and the conspiracy and the, the principal relationships move more slowly. Um, 
what was your like original idea? I mean, I know you said political drama, but as, as far as like the two main characters, did you always have the idea that he would be uh, protecting her, but also sort of a threat to her? Was that one of the original storylines? It was. It was um, the point we arrived at before I started working on the scripts. Yeah. So the the. The, the three stages were that it was going to be political. The second second stage that it was going to be told from the viewpoint of uh, a bodyguard, so it would bring in the the the, uh, the cop show element. And then the last um, was that rather than it being a cat and mouse thriller between the, the bodyguard and a would be assassin, that we would introduce the idea that. He was a sufficiently unstable character that he he might be involved in an assassination attempt himself. Mm-hmm. What was the um, the extra value of having a, a male and a female? If there could be some some sort of a connection there, what was the kind of thought process behind that? Again, it was something that that it, it felt as if it served the thriller. So. Um, while it, it gives us the opportunity to develop a possible romantic connection between the two, um, it also raises the stakes of the, the thriller in that you you might believe that the, the relationship isn't what it seems. He could be manipulating her so that she um, trusts him and lets her guard down and then he could put her in harm's way, or it may be that she's manipulating him so that he will uh, do things to cover up the conspiracy that she's involved in. Mm-hmm. I've read that you worked with some political and some police advisors. Um, what were some of the, the guidance they helped you with? Did they actually help uh, kind of shift, shift some of the narrative or create storylines? Uh, no, they didn't do that, but they were very helpful in terms of uh, allowing us to uh, create more of an authentic texture to the world. So um, we had a political advisor who was very helpful with how a a government department runs and and, uh, what particular uh, functions people carry out in in relation to the the, um, head of the department, who is uh, Keely Hall's character, uh, and then on the, the police side, I, I always work with police advisors on my cop shows, and um, it's really just about procedure and uh, equipment and things like that. And, and the thing to absolutely to bear in mind is that in the in the UK, uh, a political bodyguard is a police officer. Mm-hmm. So it's not like in, say, the US where it's done by the Secret Service. So... Um, Richard Madden's character has all the responsibilities that a police officer has, and that that in, informed um, my take on the, the show anyway. That I wanted him to at times to, to to function as a police officer and not just as her bodyguard, and that was something that was uh, endorsed by the advice we got. Mm-hmm. Your, so I've interviewed um, one other like former military person turned author. He's also very focused on realism. How would you kind of describe realism and authenticity, and especially in your action scenes for the series? 
I think as a writer, it's something that you should be aware of uh, and so that your departures from authenticity are deliberate. I think I think if you are writing something with the belief that it's authentic and, and then it, it's proven wrong, then you've, you've made a mistake. Uh, I, I think that you, you've just got to know your subject and if it if it's helpful to you to to get advice which is what i do then it allows me to 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 know when i'm using dramatic license and to know when i'm i'm not i'm sticking to the absolute uh detail of procedure that would take place in the real world Mm -hmm. and you've worked on uh various shows now has your writing style kind of changed um over the years have any of your habits changed as far as when you write or in terms of deadline or anything like that? Um, I, I think things have changed over the years. I think I've, um, I, I've just done more and more writing. Um, and the main difference in how I approach different projects is how much storylining I do in advance. On some projects, I Story, do, do a lot of storylining up front, and on other projects, I I only storyline say episode by episode, um, and that's something that I've become more confident with uh, as as I've uh, continued through my career. Mm-hmm. And you originally started um, television landscapes obviously changed a lot. I see uh, credits back to the late nineties, nineteen ninety six. Uh, it says you originally started with a pseudonym. Is there kind of a story behind that and why you went decided later to uh, use your real name? Yeah, it was that um, my my first show uh, was on air here in the UK when I was still practicing as a, as a hospital doctor. I was a, a resident in internal medicine, and um, I was advised that that because the show was was potentially quite controversial in its portrayal of, of hospital life, that maybe it would be a good idea um, to, to keep my identity secret. But um, it, it didn't it, it didn't lead to any problems. And so um, when I embarked on my next project, I just I just used my real name. I've never really asked you on this, but what's that kind of process like? Is it just like you have an agent who knows your real name, or how does that kind of work with, with that anonymity? Well, when I when I worked with a pseudonym? Yeah. Yeah, it, it was um, – I, I told a few people uh, where I work, so that they, they in, in case um, – the it was revealed who I was so that they would be in the loop so I I told um like the attending I was working with I told one of the the um one of the senior administrators at the hospital and that they were pretty cool about it and then um it it was just my agent and the uh publicity department at the BBC who 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 knew uh, my real identity. No one else did. Mm-hmm. And um, you said with Bodyguard, have you kind of moved to, I mean, were some of your original shows more procedural uh, versus like the Bodyguard where it's more of like, it's, it's somewhat like a six-hour film. Um, how has like that kind of changed your writing style over the years? 
Um, I think it, it's, it depends on the, the, the project, Brock. It's not, it's not so much a change in writing style. It's more adopting a particular style that fits the show I'm working on. And uh, I, I think you're right that Bodyguard is less procedural than, uh, say, Line of Duty, um, which is very procedure-focused. So it, it, was, it was a conscious decision to do something with Bodyguard that, where the, the stakes were higher than maybe in a regular procedural cop show, um, that the, the landscape of the series was, was bigger, uh, and the, the potential for other characters to be involved in the conspiracy was greater because of the, the, the breadth of the story. Mm-hmm. I've just got uh, one or two more for you. So early in your career, it sounds like you were uh, in some ways in the right place at the right time, but you also took advantage of these opportunities. Um, is there any early advice you heard or any advice you'd like to pass along to you know, um, writers coming into the market today, like novice screenplay writers? I think one of the things that really helped me early on was that I was writing about a subject that I was very familiar with. I was I was practicing as a uh, a hospital doctor, and I was writing a show that was about hospital doctors. And um, it may not be the right decision for everyone to, to write about something that they're that close to. But for me, it, it helped launch my career because I, I knew my subject better than a lot of writers I was competing with. And the reason, the reason that I got the opportunity was because I knew the world better than the writers that the production company might otherwise have chosen to work with. Um, and it also meant that I was able to uh, start that journey toward being a showrunner because I could be the medical advisor on the show, so I could be on the set and working with um, working with the cast and working with the directors, and, and that gave me an opportunity I, w- I would, wouldn't otherwise have got. Uh, and the other thing was... was to just keep writing that that um, when at one point they felt that they might need to bring other writers into the show i I promised them that i could I could step up and write more episodes and, and work hard and and deliver what was required and and that was also an important part of the process mm-hmm. well thank you for your time I really enjoyed um, the series Is there anything else you want to say about bodyguard or any future shows you're working on um no no i'm just i i just really am so thrilled with the way that bodyguard has been received and um the fact that so many people have been watching it and and saying flattering things about it is is really the highlight of my career so far Thank you for tuning into the show. If this is your first time listening, please log on to iTunes or SoundCloud and give us a rating. Providing a rating or sharing content is one of the best ways to help the series grow. Make sure to also follow or like us on your favorite platforms like Instagram, Facebook, or the new YouTube series we've started. And check for daily updates over at creativeprinciples.live.